Mike Farrell, Adam Gorney, Godfather Gorney podcast. Let's jump right into it. Let's talk playoff, then we'll talk signing day. Uh, it's been a busy week. So playoff. I keep going back and forth. I, I forget. I talk to so many people that I say different things to different people. So my points are kind of stupid. Yeah. The, the true point I want to make is I don't believe Ohio State belongs because of only six wins, not because they're not talented. Um, but the problem I have is the other candidates to jump ahead of them aren't good enough. Um, I don't think Texas A&M is good enough. Um, they got killed by Alabama. They've beaten what Florida and maybe one other good team. Auburn after the Auburn, loss to Alabama, after the win over Florida, they beat every sec team by double digits. Yeah, but they struggle with Vandy. Yeah, but it used, with Tennessee. That, it used to be that losing early, they didn't struggle with Tennessee. They blew them out after, no, the first half after a disgusting. slow start. First half was gross. Okay. So here's my, here's, I, I've thought about this a, a long and hard, mm-hmm. very long and hard yesterday, Mike. Mm-hmm. I think Texas A&M is getting screwed over twice. 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 Okay. Losing early is supposed to be better. That, that has always been, for some reason, a theory. Ohio State, Virginia Tech. Great example. Right. Okay. So Texas A&M lost early to Alabama, which everyone agrees is by far the best team in the country. Yes. Not even close. Okay. Since that time, they beat Florida, the, the SEC runner-up, and won every game by double digits since that time. Okay. So Notre yeah. Dame Florida lost Florida. late. Yeah. They got blown out. They didn't even look like they should have been on the same field. Ohio State played six games. They not only fixed it so that they could uh, have that they could get in with five regular season games. Now the medical subcommittee in the big 10, which I would love to see these people went from 21 days to 17 to get them in the playoffs. So we all know what's going on in the big 10. They're going to try to fix it any way they can. I can't blame them for trying. Okay, fine. But Texas A&M lost early to a better team. Yeah. Since then has been playing maybe some of the best football in the entire country. It's not, 90 to nothing like a lot of teams. It's Jimbo Fisher football, which is great. They got screwed over twice. Texas A&M should be in, and either Ohio State or Notre Dame should be out. Okay. So let's let's break down Texas A&M's schedule. I struggle yeah. with Vandy. Opening, no preseason. I get it. That's fine. I don't care. Win's a win, right? Oh, I have one more point I forgot. Oh, go ahead. To think that two ACC teams should be in and only one SEC team is yes. ridiculous. Well, Notre Dame's a temporary ACC team. If Notre Dame and Florida played, who do you think would win that game? Florida. Yeah, so, yes, exactly. Okay, so so Vanderbilt win, Alabama blowout. Yes. Florida win, they came from behind. It was very good at home, very good victory, top four team number four at the con- in the country at the time mississippi state sucks arkansas sucks south carolina sucks uh old mish got postponed twice lsu sucks auburn sucks tennessee sucks okay go through notre dame schedule hold on ohio state struggled against penn state who started zero and five 
They saw did not look good against them. Indiana almost came back to beat them, and they looked awful against okay. Northwestern. Ready? Yes. Duke win. Duke sucks. South Florida blowout. South Florida is not good. No. Florida State win. Florida State sucks. Right. Louisville sucks. Barely yes. beat them. Yeah. Pitt, not bad. Blew them out. Georgia Tech, if horrible. Pitt and Auburn played, who do you think would win? Auburn, I don't know. Right? I really don't know. Yeah, that might be true. Yeah. <laughs> that I might mean, be Auburn true. is just not good. I mean, they should have lost to Arkansas. They should have lost to Ole Miss. They should be four and six instead of six and four. So, but anyways, Georgia Tech sucks. Clemson, a top five win. So you got Texas A&M with a top five win. Clemson with a top five win. Okay, but but Texas A&M beat Kyle Trask and a full roster at Florida. Clemson had their backup quarterback on the road and like four defenders out. Yeah, well, we're not looking at excuses. We're looking at wins and losses, <laughs> right? I mean, everybody's. We're like the play. committee. We look at the whole picture. We sit in a hotel ballroom and we stare at a TV no, screen. No, they and we don't. They don't sit in a hotel ballroom and look at the whole picture. They look at screens in their pajamas. Yes. One guy was wearing pajamas, I swear to God. And and then they, they compare what what did they say? Cincinnati was on at the same time as who? Texas oh, Cincinnati A&M. Tulsa was on the same time as uh, Alabama, Florida. No. They were the late games. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. And then they said, you know, oh, Cincinnati can't compare with any of these teams. You know, that that's that's how they do it. And again, it's all about money. Boston Absolutely College. it is. Cincinnati could have won that game 500 to nothing and they wouldn't be in. Boston College, average team, win there. North Carolina, top 15 team, win there. Syracuse sucks. And then they lost to Clemson and got blown out. So they got two top 25 wins as opposed to AM's one. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, yeah, a late loss to Clemson where they didn't look competitive. I, I get it, but it, Texas A&M has not been destroying these football teams. No, but Jimbo Fisher teams never destroy football teams. They just grind the hell out of them. Yeah, but they need and to. And then grind they, them down to nothing and then win comfortably. They, they need to, though. Like I said, they beat LSU barely, you know? like See, this know is the, the problem with you people. What's that? This is the problem with people like you. No. You think you think a, a 51 nothing win is more impressive than a 35-10 win, but it's essentially the same thing. Jimbo Fisher could have tacked one on late against Tennessee. He decided to be classy and kicked the field goal. I mean, he could have he could have ground them down and 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 blown people out. You That's just not how he runs his program. It's like it's very much like Florida State under Bobby Bowden used to do that, and everybody thought they were better than Penn State because Paterno wouldn't do that to teams. And then Penn State got screwed in the national title hunt, just like Texas A&M did. We're still in that mentality. That We're still in the mentality is if you blow out teams instead of just grind them down and win, you're better, which is well, stupid. You, you just said a win is not a win. No, I'm saying, I'm saying Texas A&M has lost early, which no, is Notre supposed Dame, to be better, Notre Dame has be a better win. Imagine, imagine if you imagine if you're Texas A&M right now. Yeah, you're in by far the best conference in college football. There's no question about it. You're the second best team in a division of which the number one team in the country, maybe the one of the greatest college football teams of the last two decades is in your division. 
Your only losses to them since then, you've beaten a top five team and then double digit wins over everybody else. And still you can't get in. It would have almost favored Texas A&M to say, we can't play the Alabama game. We have too many guys out. If they didn't play that game and finish not eight and one, but seven and or, or eight and oh, they'd be in. Well, you can make that argument for everybody. I mean, exactly. Notre so Dame why should Ohio State be in? Well, Notre Dame could have said, oh, you know what? You know, and they've had what? One COVID case the entire season, which is amazing. Right. Big Notre credit. They could have said, oh, you know what? We just had a rash of COVID. We're, we're, we can't play the ACC game and we're we're in. Well, so my argument against Notre Dame is that Texas A&M has a better, is is, is just a better football team and lost earlier. Notre Dame lost late. It has to be. My argument against Ohio State is that no one believes that they should be in except people that cover Ohio State. And then they go, well, they haven't played their best game yet. So how do you possibly measure that? How can you possibly say that? The argument has to be against Ohio State. Your, Your Notre Dame is all over the place because you're saying, you know, well, Jimbo could have kicked a field goal here. He could have done that there, you know, but then when you talk about Notre Dame beating Clemson, you're like, well, Trevor Lawrence wasn't playing. They were missing some of their defensive players. Like you can't have it both ways. A win is a win period. Okay. So a quality win over Clemson and a quality win over North Carolina trumps what Texas A&M has done this season. So your argument should be A&M should be in over Ohio state. And I can get behind that because They've only played six games. Now, yes, they've beaten two top 25 teams because somehow Penn State was ranked 18th in the country. Oh, my God. In week two. And I I get it. Listen, I had had Penn State as a top 10 preseason team. But after they went 0-1, I would have dropped them out of the top 25. That's just kind of the way it works. They were ahead of teams that were 1-0 and such. So, you know, and they beat Northwestern. You know, not not impressively either. They had to take the ball out of Justin Fields' hands. And I, I listen, I'm not going to question the integrity of Justin Fields or Ryan Day. I am just suspicious about a thumb injury that took the ball out of his hands. Like, it was clear he was not getting the job done. The thumb injury is supposed to have occurred in the fourth quarter. It was clear. Everybody on Twitter was screaming it. Run the uh, ball. Yeah. And they took the ball out of his hands like he was Garantano at Tennessee. I almost feel like Ryan Day had his Urban moment when Urban. Yeah, the Ezekiel Elliott Michigan State game. Yeah. Yeah. It was strange. It was strange. Well, here's the difference. (laughs) Ezekiel Elliott, I still think, finished with nine carries that entire game. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Day woke up and said, you know what? I know I'm a passing coach, but Fields sucks today. I'm missing my best receiver. Um, let's pound the ball, you know, yes. and and that worked. So to his credit, Urban Meyer never adjusted, lost that Michigan State game with arguably the most talented Big Ten team in the last 40 years <laughs> and lost to Michigan State. Um, yeah. But again, I digress. Yeah, Half of that team has blocked me on Twitter, by the way, I just found out. Like not only Haskins, but um, one of the Boza brothers blocked me. Nick. They hate you, Mike. Well, I told, I said he quit on his team. That's not good. Block. Be a man. Don't be a wimp. Yeah. God, take some criticism. Anyhow, Ohio State should not be in with six wins. No. 
Okay. Well, you know, now Indiana is a top 10 win because they were ninth at the time and they were a good football program. They technically have three top 25 wins, which is more than AM or Notre Dame. But technically, yes, on Penn paper, a joke, you know, and, and this is their, this is their, um, you know, this, this is their tough schedule. Nebraska, Penn State, Rutgers, um, Indiana, Michigan State, Northwestern. And everybody says, well, what do you want them to do? Play Michigan, Illinois, and Maryland? They'd blast those teams. I'm like, no, you're the same team that lost to Iowa when you were like a double-digit favorite. Purdue? Team that lost to Purdue when you were probably a 20-point favorite. Anything can happen, and that's the way life is. So I'm with you, but I knew this was going to happen. I mean, I wrote it November 10th. The, the playoff was set November 10th. Yeah. Clemson lost to Notre Dame, and it was over because there was no way Clemson, that team, if Trevor Lawrence was alive, was going to lose twice to Notre Dame. So they would split and both get in. And they did everything they could to get Ohio State in. Of course, they moved heaven and earth, uh, and they're in. And, of course, Alabama is the best team. So Texas A&M got screwed to an extent. But, it, you know, when the committee talks about this, and this is another thing that, that you, can, you, can, you can rant on this, right? Because this affects Penn State. Oh, boy. Ohio State is a conference winner. Uh, right. Texas A&M didn't get to their conference title game. They don't deserve to be in the playoff. Go ahead, Gorney. Not only that, but that year, Penn State beat Ohio State. Was it 2016, right? Yeah. And then won the conference championship. And still got screwed. And still got screwed. So what so, we're learning here is that Nebraska left the Big 12 because they were disgusted at the preferential treatment of Texas. Right. To go to a conference, which has shown a thousand more times preferential treatment to Ohio State. To Ohio State. Now. Where do they go next? Do I believe Ohio State's probably one of the best four teams in the country? Yes. But eyeball test is the dumbest thing that you could possibly do. It, it absolutely makes no sense. They had a rule in the beginning of the season that you needed six conference games. Ohio State couldn't get six conference games. So they changed the rule. And then they had 20 players or something out against Northwestern. To get into the playoff, their medical subcommittee said they needed 21 days out. Graham Mertz got, got killed by that rule. Yep. Wisconsin has never been the same since that rule. Now they go, oh, no, not 21 days. The virus is out of control. Cases are sky high. But no, not 21 days. 17 days, which just puts them under the window to get those players oh, back yeah. in. If now, they needed it to be 15, it'd be 15. Yeah, yeah. If it had to be six, they'd, put, they'd say six. Well, and so, don't forget, they postponed the season, postponed. They were never going to play in the spring. Right. Way before they needed to, because they're so smart. Then when everybody else jumped back in, they jumped back in, but we're going to put the harshest COVID protocols out there with 21 days and, and, and right. my, my, myocardial you know, uh, testing, all this other crap that, you know, just to make themselves look smart and safe. And then they adjust the rules, as you mentioned, down to five games is fine. And then they adjust the rules down to 17 days. And they'll continue to adjust the rules to get Ohio State 
not a big 10 team but ohio state because if this was penn state if this was you know michigan or michigan state it wouldn't happen this way yeah so the other thing is i was i had another point that i was going to make and then you kept talking. yes because my disgust absolutely threw you off oh this is the other issue that i have if this continues into next season if COVID is continuing to be a thing, if the new variant from the UK hits America, which I'm sure it will, why wouldn't teams just cancel games? This sets a precedent that if you have any tough opponent, if you want to just play six, you just cancel games. Because Ohio State got in, why would Alabama play a full schedule? Why would Texas A&M, why would Clemson, why would anybody play a full schedule if you're guaranteed to get in at 6-0? and well, and the other part of it too is, and, and I want to tell you in a second why Brian Kelly is my new favorite college coach. Okay. The other part of it too is um, that's been done, but you can't call them out for doing it because you have to right. totally apologize because it's a pandemic. Right. So Dabo said, Florida State, you quit. And he got a ton of crap for that. Right. And they did. They didn't want to play. And, and then Kirk Herbstreet says Michigan was just going to fold up. Wave the white flag, yeah. yeah. And he has to come back and apologize naturally because this is a pandemic and the safety of the kids is the most important, blah, 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 blah. Right. You know, it's just all crap. It's all political crap. It's crap. It's crap. You know, we all know that politics got wrapped up in this. And now what they're doing is if it went to eight, Cincinnati would be nine. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, no way. And that's the thing. You need to have. So some people said, let's go to six, five conference champions and one wild card. Okay, well, that eliminates the group of five again. Yeah. What it needs to be is eight with the group of five getting one of those spots, their highest ranked team, whether it's 12th or 13th, or in this case, Cincinnati's eighth, gets the spot. I guarantee you, you'd see Cincinnati. If that were the case right now, well, Cincinnati's eighth right now, but they wouldn't have kept sort of sliding back you know because all right they're in anyways you know so let might as well boost up their rankings for ratings it's just it's a complete joke now brian kelly is the greatest man on earth and i'll tell you why hold on one second let me make a point the powers that be hold on i have breaking news mike what rajon davis is decommitted from lsu usc man yeah, he's going to USC. All right, we'll talk about that in the recruiting segment. So make okay, sure- hold on one real quick. Let me just flip it in the database. Um, <clears throat> this is this is a- a- happening as we're talking here. Oh. The powers that be in college football though don't want eight. Uh, why would Nick Saban or Dabo Swinney or Brian Kelly, your new favorite coach, why would they want to have to play another game? They they already have it teed, especially Ryan Day and Ohio State. Why would they want to have to play another game? It would. It doesn't help them in any way to go to eight. It only helps the fans, and the fans are the people that they least care about. Uh, but here's the problem. Last year, if it went to eight, Alabama would have been in. Yeah, but I, I don't think it benefits those teams as much as it hurts them. I, I understand what you're saying, but teams that are pretty powerful, big, big programs like Florida and Oklahoma, and let's – be honest, Texas A&M is not a peon program. Sure, it's, no. It's not, one of, it's not Cincinnati getting crap time. Yeah. You know, those programs, uh, you know, you look at last year, 
outside the top four, Florida, Oklahoma, Alabama, Oregon doesn't count because I mean, Oregon's fun and all, but they don't have the fan base or anything like that to, to be in this discussion. And then you go to 2018 and you've got Notre Dame. Yeah, there's Dame. some political pull there to get those teams in, I guess, to eight, yeah. Notre Dame, LSU, Florida, and Georgia. I mean, that's – and Texas was tied with Georgia. So, you know, of course, Texas had four losses, but they weren't going to get in. But, you know, Florida and Georgia, LSU are big teams as well. The problem with, with eight is that six of them will be in the SEC. Right. Uh, and then one will be – or five will be from the SEC. One will be from the ACC. The Big 12 – Big champ. Big, big 12 will still get snubbed if it's not Texas or Oklahoma. Pac-12 will just get snubbed, period, and then the Big Ten champ. And then you got your group of five spot, if you even want to do that, which they probably don't even want to do. So, anyways, there's no solution. It's all political. It's it's garbage. But everybody's unhappy. I mean, remember when Auburn was 12-0? and 100 years ago? Yes. Well, they got screwed. In they 94, Penn I'm State talking when they were 12-0 and, and didn't win a national championship under Tommy Tuberville. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they got, they got screwed. screwed. Baylor, in 1994, Penn State was undefeated, 12 and 0 or 10 and 0 at that time. Screwed. Baylor, TCU, screwed. Screwed. Some teams get screwed. So, if Texas A&M had a better winning tradition, if they were Texas, this might not have happened. But again, you're going against Notre Dame and Ohio State when you're talking blue blood. So, if you've got if you got big programs going against Ohio State and Notre Dame, you better be pretty big to flip them out of there. So let's talk about why Brian Kelly is the greatest man on earth. Okay. And listen, I'm sure he's not. Uh, he appears to be a very uh, angry person. Um, doesn't appear to be very friendly. Um, it's like an inner rage kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But he's smart because he had two things that, said, that he said that struck me. One was, first of all, the ridiculous about the Rose Bowl. That, that was just stupid. And he came out and said, this is dumb. Why are we playing one semifinal game where fans can attend and one where they can't? What's the point? Because of a parade, blah, blah, blah. The state of California has shut down. It will be shut down for the next five years. Right, Gorney? Yes. Yes. So screw the state of California. Screw the Rose Bowl. Move it. And they did move it. And I think his comments helped. So... Yay for him. Points there. Yes. Big, bigger points yesterday when he was on the ESPN telecast for the playoff where he and, and, and kudos to ESPN for not waiting us, waiting, waiting, not making us wait four hours. Yes, that was nice that we didn't have to sit through the review of every team season. I thought that's what was going to happen. And I was like, this, this can't be. But they, they yeah. got to it fairly quickly. He said if there was one coach in that stupid ballroom where they're wearing sweatpants and stuff, yeah, watching football for the first time this year, it seems, um, that there's no way on earth Ohio State would be in there. He didn't say Ohio State specifically, but he said games would count more as far as, you know, playing games because it's, it's so hard to keep your team clean, to keep your kids – socially distanced, safe, um, you know, not to have an outbreak. Notre Dame did a tremendous job of it. They had to do it for 11 games. Yeah. Ohio State didn't do a tremendous job of it and had to do it for six. But yet, we're, you know, 
Notre Dame almost got punted for a team that had to do it, you know, for six weeks. And, and I like Ohio State. Ohio State being good means college football is good. Ryan Day, I've known forever. Now, yeah. he's big time in me now because he's the Ohio State head coach. Uh, if he were at Indiana or someplace else, he'd be like, what's up? That's how it day. always works, Mike. I know. It's, it's really disturbing, though, because, you know, it's 20 years. But anyways, you know, but he contracted COVID himself and Ohio State's had COVID outbreaks and issues as well. So, you know, Brian Kelly's smart in the way that he said the teams that played more games, whether that be Texas A&M or Oklahoma, whoever you want to pick should be in there as opposed to a team that had to manage it for uh, what was it supposed to be an eight game season? They played six. Yeah. So he, he speaks the truth, but people don't like to hear the truth. No. Um, now he's going to get waxed. I mean, Alabama is going to beat him by 35. And then they're going to always point out every time Notre Dame gets anywhere, they get killed, but yes. they get places. Where's Michigan? Do we know? No, no, they're nowhere. Okay. Where's USC? They lost to Oregon. Right. So, so where's Florida? I have no problem with Florida. Florida is a very good. I'm just saying, team. where's Georgia? Where's, where's, where's well, well, Georgia? Georgia does have a little bit of a problem. Where's Texas? Where's, where are these, these, these blue blood programs? Top 10 wins all time. Tennessee top 10 wins all time. Michigan. You never get anywhere. No. So for people to complain about Brian Kelly, it's absolutely ridiculous. He gets there, then gets destroyed. Right. But at least he gets there. So kudos to Brian Kelly. That was my Yes. Point. I have no problem with any of that. All right. So we all know Alabama is going to play Clemson. We don't have to make our predictions now because we probably do. Wait a second. Ryan Day said if they get one effing chance against effing Clemson or effing Alabama, they're going to they're going to beat their effing ass. Yeah. So here's what um, the opposite of that would be. Ryan Day could say if we get Alabama or if we get Clemson or if we get Notre Dame, lose. they are going to beat our effing ass. Yeah. We're going to lose so bad. I mean, <laughs> what do you want from the guy? The idiot who filmed it. Yeah. And I don't know who it was, what player. I, I, I heard it wasn't a like, starter or anybody who's – I'm valid. sure it wasn't, yeah. could be kicked off the team. Now, if he's good, you know, listen, if it was Justin Fields or, or, or Garrett Wilson or, or Trey Sermon or somebody like that, then, hey, just let's put the phone away. But if it's some, you know, second-string suckwad, yeah. get off the team. Because but, I'm I mean, has this, have these people ever been in a locker room in their entire life? I mean – the things that are said in locker rooms are far worse than, Hey, we're going to kick Clemson's butt. You know, I mean, well, geez, and it's come on. dangerous too, because you could say some real, real stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and you think you're in the privacy of your family and, 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 you know, some moron with his stupid phone yeah. is filming you. I mean, it's just dangerous. So I don't have a problem with that. I mean, you no. know what? I mean, Dabo's going to put that, on the big screen every day until the game. Yeah. And they're going to be pissed. And they're going to beat Ohio State probably by three touchdowns is my guess. You know, unless unless Justin Fields suddenly shakes this 
inability to throw an accurate football. Well, that's the other thing. I'm not even entirely sure Ohio State's one of the best four teams in the country, even let alone set aside the uh, six game thing. Uh, Justin right Fields now. has not been great against great competition. The running game is okay, not great. You know, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are very talented players, but other than that, yeah. And then the secondary has issues. No, I mean, the defense has not been good. No. So, I mean, from any point of view, um, the offensive line is, is, hasn't been as dominant. It run, yeah, but not pass. Um, right. You know, Borland's been good, but um, not Borland. Uh, Why Davis has struggled. Your, your, your guy struggled a little bit. Struggled a little bit. Yeah. Not, not, not horribly, but not yeah. to the level we expected this Ohio State offensive. Mumford, not right. Borland. So let's talk Dabo. Dabo putting them on number 11. Yeah, hold on. I want to correct. I'm sorry. Mumford, not Borland. Yes. What happened with the the F in Mumford and the F in Tough? Messed you up. Got me confused. Okay. Because I'm old. All right, Dabo, 11. Good for you. That's fun. Listen, if you're going to put him fifth, like Saban did or wherever he put him, that's still caving in. Dabo said... You're not better than Coastal Carolina. They played 11 games this year. They won them all. You played six. Get out of here. Yeah. And 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 that's going to be Ryan Day's, you know, bulletin board material. Um, but when you match these two teams up, Clemson's going to kill them. I mean, I don't know. It was closer match last year. Yeah. And and it was a good game. Yeah. And it came down to one mistake. You know, a lot of it cut off a route or fields threw the ball behind, whatever you want to yeah. say, whose fault that was. But this is, I mean, you think they're going to be able to tra- turn turn to Trey Sermon against Clemson to run for 330 yards and win? No. 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 So, so that one, and that's a low line. That was like six and a half. Yeah, I was surprised that wasn't about 10 and a half. And I was surprised, honestly. I think Alabama Notre Dame opened at seven, 16 and a half, 17, and now it's up to 20. Low. I had I had a 21 was my guess for Alabama over Notre Dame. And initially I thought 24, but I'm like, nah, 21. Yeah. And I had Clemson 10, I think, or 11. Um, you know, but that's lower too. So now, you know, I like what Dabo did. That's Dabo being Dabo. Dabo doesn't care. He'll call out Florida State. He'll yeah call out the Heisman committee, which you made a great point saying the Heisman should want their name attached to Trevor Lawrence, not the, not the opposite. And he's right. Um, Trevor's not going to win the Heisman. I don't believe, but if they want to pick the best player in college football, it would be him. The second choice would be Devonte Smith, who by the way, on Bavada is your betting favorite for the Heisman. Did you see that? I honestly think th- Alabama has three players that should be, at the Heisman virtual ceremony. Mm-hmm. Three. Najee's amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. And you, and you nailed that one. We, we gave you a crap for two years, three years. Yep. And then he patiently waited. And, and kudos to him, man. I mean, come on. These kids, you see the portal. Yep. They're all jumping in. Najee, to his credit, just like Derrick Henry. And there's something in the voice of Nick Saban that is soothing and calming. Hmm to these kids because they don't jump in the portal. Um, I don't know if it's the way he talks, if it's the Diet Coke. I don't know what it is, but 
you know, Derrick Henry waited his turn. Heisman, now he's a god. Yeah. Najee Harris waited his turn. Won't win the Heisman, but he's going to be a god too. Um, anybody who has Travis Etienne ahead of Najee Harris in their draft board is nuts. Trevor, 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 Etienne is good. I almost just had a seizure. Can you see that? <laughs> Etienne is very good. Very good. Very good. Runs fast, explosive, not afraid of contact, catches the ball, all that stuff. Najee's just a different level of athlete. Yes. Like Najee kind of jumps over people when he doesn't have to. Yes. Like that, 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 that hurdle against Florida, he could have just sort of cut to the right, but he wanted to make that guy look so stupid. And He's like a more athletic, better pass catching Derrick Henry. Yeah, just not as big. He's not he's as big, big, but he doesn't need to be because he bounces off people. You no, know, he is. He's he's Marshall Falk. So he is. Mm. Bigger, bigger Marshall yeah. Falk. And that's yeah. scary. Yeah. So if you're in a PPR league, draft Najee right now because he can catch the ball, he can do everything. Um, yeah. So your Heisman vote goes to. Oh man. That guy See, you don't somebody get said yesterday it's the hardest Heisman in like 20 years because there's just no clear favorite. I mean, can you give it to Trask with three losses? Trask isn't even on the betting line. That's insane. That's He's that's not. insane. There's four people on the betting lines, or five. Uh three from Alabama, uh, one from Clemson. So four. Look, Trevor Lawrence is the best player in college football. He has been for years. If you're not going to give it to him, I get. I would hope you can give it to Devontae Smith because if not, you're never giving it to a receiver ever again. Well, I did. I did something with Woody yesterday on video, and I brought up Justin Blackman's stats from way back when. For mm. those of you who are old at Oklahoma State, and again, they were a top twenty-five program. And uh, Michael Crabtree's stats at uh, Texas Tech. Yes, and they were a top. 10 program i believe that was the year they beat texas yeah they beat texas yeah and both of them finished fifth in the heisman and their stats were unbelievable blackman had 1900 yards receiving he had like 140 catches or something and and, and that's what oklahoma state threw the ball <laughs> and 22 touchdowns and 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 he just you know he wasn't gonna win so Devonte smith is now on alabama that's different than oklahoma state and it's different than texas tech of course but you know, I would like to see Devontae Smith win it just so that we can make this not a quarterback award every year and maybe get yeah. a momentum for some wide receivers moving forward. Yeah. Um, I think Mac Jones is going to win it. That's my guess. He doesn't scream Heisman to me. I'm sorry. He doesn't, but he also doesn't make any mistakes. And, and Trask has better numbers, but Trask, you know, had the two picks in the LSU game. Mac has not had his Heisman moment. No. Devonte Smith hasn't had his Heisman moment. You remember that there's got to be a Heisman moment, and and there hasn't been one. Najee had a Heisman moment. What did he have? Five touchdowns on Saturday. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. But he's not gonna win it either. No. Like, you know, again, the whole thing. He's got like 1,200 yards rushing. I think he's got like 500, 600 yards receiving or something. He's awesome. He's amazing. Yeah. But it's gonna come down to personally, I think it's gonna come down to Mac, Devonte, and Najee splitting votes. Yeah, that's true, too. Or people are just going to say, you know what? It's 2020. Trevor is my vote. Because let's just take logic into here. You know, I know he missed two games of COVID. And and I just said games matter because Ohio State 
you know, could have lost to Maryland or Illinois or whoever games, Matt, Trevor could have thrown five picks in each of those games, you know, uh, anything had happened, but let's just assume he wouldn't and let's yeah. give it to him, you know, because here's the other thing they got to think, what, who's the sponsor? Is it Nissan? Yes. The Nis- Nissan Heisman house. Yeah. yeah. You think they want Mac Jones in there? No. You think they want Kyle Trask in there? No, they want, they want Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. They want Trevor Lawrence in there. The number one pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right, because the Jets are stupid. That's yes. who they want in the Heisman House. So I hope Trevor wins it. He's the best player. Is, is this a is this a competition of stats or who's the who's the best player? Because it's always Trevor been Lawrence stats. is the best player. It's always been stats. Well, then Trask should win. But twenty twenty shouldn't be about stats because it's so screwy. Yeah. And plus, Nissan should put their foot down somehow and get to college football and say, I know these guys from Boise and, 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 and wherever, you know, Des Moines are voting on this thing. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we got some guys with Heisman votes, but let's just take their votes, thank them for them, throw them all in the trash and, and give Trevor so that he can be in a, in a car with Tebow and yep. get some cool commercials out of it because I don't want Mac Jones in a car with Tebow. I like Mac. Mac's actually funnier than Trevor. and a Very witty, very uh, sharp, yes. Yeah, but, but you know, that doesn't come out. He's, he's kind of, uh, you know, he's very reserved on the, on the field, and I don't know. He would be funny, though. I'll tell you what. If Mac Jones ever does win the Heisman and gets in those commercials, he's going to be a whole lot funnier than Kyler Murray. Yeah, Kyler Murray uh, is my Heisman quarterback, and he really fought for me yesterday in the playoffs. But everyone else screwed me over. But not, not, not big on personality there, Kyler. No, no, and uh, never has and been really. I'll tell you who is though. Baker Mayfield. That's a funny dude. Mm. Uh, have you seen his press conferences? Baker Mayfield's funny, like uh, the friend you have that you want to be around for ten minutes and then you've had enough is funny. Well, that's because for 10 minutes, Baker hasn't had six shots of vodka. (laughs) Once he starts hitting the booze, then you want to be away from him for sure. But those progressive commercials are funny. His press conferences are funny. I find them humorous. I giggle. Okay. So let's move to recruiting. And then we could just, uh, we can wrap it up after that. We could talk a little TV, but um, let's go to signing day. Uh, Howard. Your takeaways go. You know who that was? Bobo. I don't listen to Howard anymore either. You know what? Let, let's talk about that real quick first. All right. He's awful. He is so bad now. I know. And it's all just political correctness. I, I think all those reports about him sucking up to the Hollywood elite are true about trying to just get interviews. He's not even like, you know, he's talking about, he hasn't left the house since March. Ralph calls in and calls everyone an idiot who just tries to live their life a little bit. It's awful. It, the show is just awful. I hate it. I know. And to pay serious $300 a freaking year yeah, I to be lectured to by Howard Stern. I, I think I'm going to cancel. I canceled. I, I had to do it finally. I, I first canceled and then they gave me a deal and then I had to cancel, cancel. And, and they tried to give me another funny. deal. Like, it's just not even, he doesn't even do funny stuff anymore. All he does is 
complain about COVID, complain about people that go outside because of COVID. He's so afraid to leave his house since March. Everyone's an idiot. He can't wait for everybody to get the vaccine. It's like, it's, it's awful. It's like, you know, watching he's, MSNBC he's, at night. He's still funny, but because he's miserable and that's funny. I know? get, but when you, but when you sign for whatever, 270 million, 500 million, it's like a million and a half an episode. And that's what he's complaining about. It's well, funny. he became too Hollywood and that's Marcy oh, yeah. Turk. That's Marcy Turk ruined his life. Yeah. Ruined him. Um, you know, he did that America's Got Talent, which was her idea as well. And then I think she, that might've been pre Marcy Turk, but I think she somehow, Still, it's, once yeah. he got that getting things done book, it was over. And yeah. then, and then the, the West, I mean, the, the, the left liberal leanings are just so out of this world. Yeah. Like, I don't care if you're down the middle. I don't care if you're leaning one way or the other, but it's just so far out there that I just can't take it. And I want, I want funny. I want funny. And he was funny for 30 years. He was amazing. Yeah. I want to break from the, the horribleness of each day. Yeah. And he just adds on to it. He's just like everybody else who just wants to add on and talk about the same thing. I don't mind his horribleness, you know, like his misery, like a a guy with a billion dollars who has, you know, a, 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 a $20 million apartment in Manhattan that hasn't been lived in in nine months and, yeah. and his, his, his out of touch complaints and stuff, but the agenda is too much. And it's, and, and I don't want to hear an hour and a half with Nick Cannon every month. Yeah. And it's not only, yeah, Nick Cannon, it's Miley Cyrus. And now he's a hear Helen her. DeGeneres fan. And I don't want to hear her. No, no. No. I don't want I don't want any of those people. Amy Schumer, I don't want to hear you ever. No, I don't want to hear Amy Schumer. It's he had Elton John on the other day. It's like, oh my God. It's the same people know. over and over. And it's the same questions too. Yes. You know, the musical guests are the same questions over and over. I think he jumped the shark when he had Adam Sandler on. And for years he goes, Adam Sandler's not funny. I don't get Adam Sandler movies. He's his it's just stupid and terrible. It's not comedy. And then Adam Sandler comes on and he goes, I, I, I was just a jerk. I think you're hilarious. And it's like, come on. Yeah, but he jumped he it. Be- he jumped it before then because he went on the Ellen show and danced. Yes. And, yes. and he bragged on her for adopting dogs every month and returning them in a crying fit. So he's jumped the shark a long time ago. And then yes. there's some guys that aren't on the show anymore. And then there's the talk about him being so cheap. And the Scott Salem thing, you saw all those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Chris Sabian came out and tweeted that it was true. And he asked for a couple months off to be with his dying father. And he was fired after 22 years and all this other stuff. And on and on. Uh, but it's it's disappointing. I don't yeah. even know how, how, how did Howard Stern come up? Oh, I don't remember. my oh, Bobo, Bobo, my amazing Bobo imitation. Adam. From Florida. Adam. Recruiting day, signing day is over. Your thoughts? Your thoughts. My thoughts are, um, you know, 2020 could have been a really crazy recruiting year. And it's turned out to be one of the more predictable ones. Alabama's at the top, probably finishes there. Ohio State's at the top, probably finishes there. Georgia, you know, all the same teams get all the same players. It's almost like the best players 
wanted stability more than being crazy. Mason Smith was rumored to go to Georgia. That didn't happen. Um, you know, Mims, there was rumors late that he was thinking about Tennessee again. That didn't happen. Um, well, know, that's because Tennessee was apparently throwing improper benefits at him. Left allegedly. Right. Yeah. Allegedly. Um, I think Ohio state's class is phenomenal. I don't know. I mean, it was just kind of one of those days where we went through and there were some flips and some excitement and things. And it, it, it honestly feels like it was two months ago that it happened, but um, yeah, there weren't that many shockers, you know, no. Um, and that's fine. You know, we still got some kids out there, you know, Corey Foreman and, and Tristan Lee and, and, you know, Terrence Lewis and some, some other guys that are announcing January 2nd. And, um, you know, we got the, you know, the leaked USC footage of, um, <laughs> of, of, of Corey Foreman with the people behind him in USC stuff. And those are actually, uh, where Hudson's family. Yeah. That's where Hudson's family. So that's not a big, yeah. uh, but everybody saw, you know, a graphic was put up on Max Preps or something with Corey Foreman signed USC and it's just some moron just put it in there by accident. So yeah. I still think he's going to USC, but we got no uh, true inside evidence. Yeah, nothing true. Unless you, you know, really want to make up that uh, where Hudson's family is tipping us off. Uh, but he's going. I to thought that. I thought we were going to be able to tell on Wednesday because you either, either USC or Clemson would start offering another defensive end. That hasn't happened as much as far as I've seen. So no. I, I don't know if Corey's actually told the schools yet. Well, Clemson's not gonna, I mean, they got a small class. It's 18. Yeah. They're very, very, very picky about, you know, they don't go plan C rarely right. go plan B if they have to, but, but USC. Yeah. That would be definitely something you'd think they would, throw another offer out there but you know who's left that's you know? the other thing so i think they're both gonna stand pat arizona state's gonna stand pat and we'll see who gets them um oregon had a great class yep. and they still are in the mix for some some big time guys so i think that's of note um you know because they kept cristobal they got a great class they needed to keep cristobal they needed to because uh, they're saving they're saving the Pac-12. I mean, they've got to do it themselves. I mean, USC recruiting better, 10th class, but still the disappointing loss to Oregon. And I, I, I don't know. Um, but the other one that, that I, I thought Miami did a great job, didn't get a lot of talk because they didn't have a lot of movement late. But Miami with the 11th class. And then I thought Michigan did really well to keep – Edwards. Most of their kids in the class. I mean, they lost yeah. Jennings to Maryland and they lost Somerville. Somerville, you got overrated, bro. Well, I mean, he was high. He was a 5'9 at, at one point. We moved him down outside the 250. So yeah. I think he I wanted to keep him there. Progressed. Like he was 6'1 in eighth grade. Yeah, he was a kid. Yeah, he was a kid who was big as like an eighth grader and a freshman. And you're like, wow, this kid at his size can move. And then he just stayed that size. Yeah. So I don't think that's a huge loss for Michigan. I think Jennings is because I think he could be really good. Yeah. Um, you know, but they got Donovan Edwards. They kept Xavier Worthy. Um, you know, that was huge. They they kept well, they got Jaden Hood to sign, which was big too, because he wasn't going to. Um, you know, and Jaden McBurrows almost flipped to Miami but decided to stay. So 
So those were big. So Michigan still the difference between Ohio State's class and Michigan's stat, uh, class is light years. Um, and people say, well, how could that be? I mean, two to 12, how could that be such a difference? Well, Ohio State has taken one more kid and they got a 3.95 star average. Okay. They got three five stars in this class and 15 four stars. Yep. Michigan, 3.55 average with one less kid, zero fives, 12 fours, seven threes. Not the threes are bad, but you'd rather have the fours and fives. And, and the difference, I think, between the Big Ten recruiting is as big or maybe even bigger for Ohio State versus the rest of the Big Ten as it is for Clemson and the rest of the ACC because Miami's class was pretty good. Um, so Ohio state's going to win forever. Michigan will never win again, I guess. Um, I like what LSU did too. Cause they, remember they were dead before that Florida win. They were dead. Yeah. They were NCAA investigations. They were Eric Gilbert's at the portal. They stink. The recruiting class is going to fall apart. Mason Smith's going to go to Georgia. Boom. They beat Florida. Yeah. They lost Jojo Earl. That hurt. That's a rough one. Yeah, Alabama. that's a one. But they they kept Sage Ryan and Alabama made a real strong push for him, even they, after he committed. Yep. They they got Armani Goodwin. Yep. They kept Mason Smith. I think Demarius McGee is is could be a really good player. Yeah. They got Derek Davis. They kept Derek Davis. They flipped Malik Neighbors. Yep. They could end up with Brian Thomas in this class later. Yeah. 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 So and I, the rumor I, today, Mike, is Bo Pelini gone. Gotta be. He makes so much money. You see, he's like the fourth highest or third highest paid defensive court, uh, coordinator in college football. Don't get me started on salaries. He, I mean, they, 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 they the defense played better against like A and M. Yeah. Better against Florida, but still they were an embarrassment. And he's just not the solution. So. I don't know who they'd hire. I mean, Aranda should just give up at Baylor and go back and just <laughs> yeah. keep, keep his buyout because Baylor is horrible. I mean, yeah. really bad. And that shows you how great Matt Rule is as a coach. Just yeah. unbelievable coach. Um, but I don't know. I, I think Texas A&M is moving up. You know, they were sixth. They, they finished strongly. How about getting Bryce Foster? Yeah, you know what? I get to tell you. Bryce Foster's a smart kid, right? When he was a sophomore, he told me how much he couldn't stand the future casts and that other thing that's done at the recruiting place down south. Uh-huh. He couldn't stand recruiting guys who lived on their percentage. And he mentioned one specifically, and I won't mention his name. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I'm going to make sure somebody looks stupid. Mm. And it was me. Well, that's not too hard, though. I'm his friend. Me and Bryce are boys. We live together. We eat together. The eating part, I believe. And and so he's like, you know, sooner, 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 sooner. Yeah. He's like the day before. He's like, okay, I'm going A&M. Just keep it quiet. I'll let you change your prediction so you don't look stupid. I'm like, dude, I'm going to look stupid. It's late. You know? The other guy who killed me was Drew Kendall, Boston College. That kid changes my 15 times. Where'd you have him going, Duke? 
going to Boston College, bro. Where did you have him going? Oh, I had him going to Stanford. Oh, okay. So his dad, Pete Kendall, All-American first rounder with the Saints. Great player. They visit Stanford. He, He loves it. He's torn. He doesn't know what to do. Stanford this, Stanford that. So then I get the note, you know, early from a source on the, and, and on Friday when he was announcing Stanford. This is at 3.30 Eastern. So I'm like, ah, oh, this kid screwed me. You know, he, he told me he was going to tell me beforehand. You know, we got a tight relationship. We live together. We eat together. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I get a text 4.45. Uh, Miss Farrell is going to be Boston College. I haven't signed yet. But if you want to put your uh, future cast in, got mm. it. And I'm like, wow. So he didn't do me wrong, but both of those guys kind of left me hanging. But yeah, that's a great one for Texas a I really turned that into my all about myself. That was definitely about you for like the last five minutes straight. I think I do that in real life. Yeah, I think you do too. I think my wife tells me that and uh, other people I know tell me that. Do I do that with you? Yes. Absolutely, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're not really sorry, though. I think you're just saying that so we stop talking about it. No, I'm not sorry at all. No, I know. Does this blue make my eyes pop? See, it's about you again. I don't like this. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Anything else on 2021 signing? I don't think so. Let's talk about uh, where's your Christmas tree in your office there? Oh, um, yeah. So uh, It's right over there. Okay. There's no Christmas tree in this house. There is not one Christmas deck. Well, my wife puts up these uh, glass sculptures of um, like white frozen trees. Mm. They're kind of neat. They're from Mm. like Simon Pierce, which is a famous place up in Vermont. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the only decorations. There's no Christmas tree. There's no nothing. Uh, Christmas will be Thanksgiving was uh, Chateaubriand. Yeah, I, I remember you said that. Yeah, what Omaha is Christmas? Steaks. Christmas is going to be steak tips from Omaha Steaks. Nice. And massive amounts of uh, side dishes. Most nice. of them starch. Yeah. No vegetables for me. She got some. And then dessert. Now, what, I wanted... What are your favorite Christmas desserts, Mike? Well, I wanted to get the Wheel of, the wheel of Cheesecake, which is a cheesecake sampler. It's yes. the size of a wagon wheel like the old west mm-hmm. and it's got like six or seven different flavors of cheesecake and my wife has like half a piece of one and then she throws the rest at me and i put it on my belly and lay in bed yeah, yeah. and i just eat my way through the wheel mm-hmm. and then i feel sick and i say we can never do this again and then when she said let's get omaha steaks for christmas i said i want the wheel again but she refused to get me the wheel so we got like molten lava cake Oh, that's good. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, there's some other desserts there too. So, but I've been on a bit of a candy uh, binge. Chick. Yeah. And I can feel it. I'm feeling like an extra, maybe five, 10 pounds. Okay. It's well, it's the holiday. Break. You pack them on. You Then you get your uh, gym membership January 1st and you head to the gyms once they start opening again. I'm not going to any freaking gyms. I used to go to the gym. I'm not going to the gym. No. You have to wear masks at the gym. Just walk I'll outside. I'll die. What? Walk outside. I'm going to once it gets less cold in like April. Yeah. So I'll probably add another 30 pounds and then have to work it off in April. But the gyms, no. First of all, I can't stand the old man nakedness. 
Yeah, that has always been a problem for me too. I just, I'll never get to that point where I'm an old man and just comfortable, just. Yeah, where you eyes. just don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Where your stuff's dragging on the ground and you just don't care. And, and there's hair growing out of places you didn't think hair could grow out of. You've I really like, watched this closely, huh? It, it's really a problem for me. I, 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 I get in and out of the locker room so fast, but yet there's old man nakedness everywhere. It doesn't, there's no, you know, I want to almost leave my stuff in the hallway. Like you know? who is showering in there at 2 10 AM. And you know, it's like, well, what is going on here? And then the mask thing, I'm not going back to the gym. So I'm going to have to do it myself. Um, I'm thinking about doing a hit course. You hear about that? No, I would probably die, but it's a video thing. They keep you moving. So Just walk every day, walk a good distance every day, watch what you eat and you'll lose weight. You don't need all this P90X garbage. I know. I tried to walk every day until your wife ruined my life and broke my foot. Yeah. Well, yeah, I hope, I hope her foot's screwed up. Is her foot screwed up? Yeah. She had to go to some like specialty running store for shoes. And now she's on the holiday kick too. And the walking has ceased. Good. Good. Cause she's going to end up like me at the podiatrist. She's going to end up getting cortisone shots in places that really hurt. Yeah. I was trying to keep up with her and her stupid friends who were walking like 25,000 steps a day. And I hurt myself. Yeah. It's crazy. So I don't do that. I got my Fitbit. If I get 5,000 in a day now, I'm pretty happy. When wow. we went to Disney world two weeks ago, I walked 20,000 steps for five days straight. That's and on the airplane ride home, I said, you know what? I'm going to keep this up. I'm going to get to 15 a day. I'm going to focus on 15,000. That way, I, 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 my, my week of hell is over. Now I can really keep this up. And then like pre-signing day hit and I just got like six. And you got no excuse. I mean, it's nice out. Oh, it's like 70 degrees out today. We have our windows open. You suck. But it's, this doesn't feel like Christmas. This is un-American. Christmas yeah. is cold, snow, slush on the ground. You know what? There's, there's, we got 18 inches of snow the other day. Yeah. Um, it's 10 degrees and it's miserable. That's Christmas though. That's Yay. Fun. Yay, Christmas. TV, let's wrap it up with TV. So I'm watching a show called Kingdom. Did you watch Undoing? No, I got to watch that, I guess. Did you watch Queen's Gambit? No. Those are the two. Chess? It's about chess, but it's about much more than chess. It's great. It's a great show. And Kingdom, I'm not way into. It's about fighting, UFC fighting and stuff. Nah, that's not my thing. I know. But I don't know. I got to find a new show. And then, you know, I mean, uh, the, the superhero show is coming back in January. Um, Disney 90 days Plus, good. This Disney 90 days. Oh yeah. That's right. It's back and we've been watching it, right? Back. It's great. So, so Tariq's story is kind of boring. Yeah. I don't care that Hazel is bisexual and they're looking for a girlfriend. I don't care. I don't, I don't care either. Um, I do like Mike kicking out uncle Bo was just mean. Yeah, Bo Jangles has to leave. Why? I don't he, know. He cried. He did cry, and then he drank copious amounts of whiskey last night. Did you see that? Yeah, in front of the crazy, put the bunny in the pot girl because she yeah. looks like Glenn Close from that movie. Yeah. 
so Mike's a big doofus and he's moving heaven and earth for her. I don't like that. Um, Zahad or whatever his name is and the, the, the t-shirts and the bed covers. Zied. Zied with all the pictures of them and stuff. That's annoying to me. Very annoying. And, uh, and he's, and he now has a big tattoo. He wasn't really on this last one, but yeah. The one I like is the, the kid who listens to his mother about everything. Yeah. He looks like he's 12. That's not going to last. He looks like Clay Aiken. Yeah, and he's got the, the the somewhat attractive girl from Europe. Yeah, and I like the New Orleans guy who drinks all the time, and then the oh. other one, she just complains. I hate him. I can't stand him. What's his name? Jovi. Jovi. So he looks like um, Jonathan Cryer in uh, that movie. Better Off Dead? No, the the Pretty, pretty in Pink? Pretty in pink. He does kind of look like him. Yeah. And the girl I like, she's very pretty. Yes. And she's very direct. I do like that. I think she has a good sense of humor. Um, she reminds me a little bit of Amphisa. Oh, that's tough. Well, Amphisa, you know, played up the whole money grubbing thing early. Yeah. This girl's not like that, but she was also lied to by the pothead guy who said he had millions. Um, yeah, yeah, he was. Amphisa turned out to be like really cool, and I follow her on Instagram, and she, now she's a, a, a bodybuilder and stuff. So I like the blonde girl. I'm not into the French girl. Yeah, I don't really get that storyline either. It's kind of boring. It seems and, like she's flying to Mexico City to come into the United States or something. Yeah, to sneak in, and he's wearing like goofy hats, and he's yeah, whatever, you know, taking helium through balloons, and he's a just a goof doofus so it's not great not great but it's something i think that's everybody though right i do yeah i think those are the stories yeah jovi and then the the dinwiddie kid i've been to dinwiddie virginia that's the country right yeah i remember this has been many times in my career where i've looked around and said what am i doing with my life yeah and one of those times was in dinwiddie virginia i bet yeah my goodness so Let's wrap it up. I think we did an amazing job here. Really bringing in the audience. Um, but I don't need to show you a helmet because I got to go to the bathroom. Okay. So that's it. We'll, we'll do this next week, maybe? Uh, yeah, that shouldn't be New Year's yet. In between Christmas and New Year's at some point. All right, let's do it. All right. All right, see you.